the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. And I want to welcome you to another Monday edition of Lifeline, a gorgeous, gorgeous day on this Monday edition. Happens to be September 12th, 2022. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it and exercise our constitutional rights, our freedom of speech, our freedom to think, reason, articulate, expostulate, talk about it, debate, um, discern, evaluate, approve of, disapprove of, exchange ideas, agree, disagree, all of that constitutes our freedom of speech. And while we have it, we must do it. Again, I want to welcome you to the Monday edition of Life Line with your host, PJ, Jesse Gistan, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, California. You can hear me every day on this program, I think, <laughs> at 12 noon. I am your lunchtime spiritual edification. If uh, if you are up to being challenged and being uh, exhorted, edified, and maybe having your, uh, your capacity for spiritual comprehension expanded through the expository preaching and prophetic emphasis of the word of the gospel, of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and his sovereign rule over all of humanity, which is really the emphasis that I am driving home over these last several years, the church will have to discover whether or not it understands the crown rights of Jesus Christ in regards to everything that's going on in our world, or whether or not we have bought into a faulty uh, assumption of of Christ's passive rule over humanity, and therefore the passive influence of the church upon humanity, which would be ahistorical, by the way, to simply think that we can sit back and operate in a kind of uh, Indian reservation modality of existence, not speaking vitally, significantly, critically, analytically into the cultural malay and cultural milieu, if you will, of our society today, letting it know that Christ rules in such a way that his word will be obeyed by some, and for those who don't obey it, there will be consequences in terms of our moral, ethical, spiritual responsibility as those created in the Imago Day. Every one of us, you, me, and every one of us are obligated to uh, to obey the word of our God, and where we don't obey, there are natural reciprocities that fall out for it. So today I'm going to just start with... Uh, 
with just challenging you on a level of logic. So here's a number of things I want to set forth. I've been reading a book that I want to share at least an excerpt from it called The Parasitic Mind by uh, Gad Saad. Gad Saad, uh, um, an intellectual, a, a scholar professor, I think here in California, uh, uh, speaking about um, what's going on in our in our world, what's going on in our society, what's going on at the highest levels of academia, and what's going on in terms of our political and social and economic and uh, across the spectrum of our societies, uh, sort of just loss of rationale, uh, the inability to not think well or think in a healthy way or to be critical in our thinking or to distinguish between emotional thinking and rational, logical, propositional thinking, which is essential to um, to identifying what's f- true and what's false. For instance, many have regretted taking it. Many have regretted taking it, but no one has regretted not taking it. Many have regretted taking it. We can give you tons of evidence of folks who have regretted taking it. But no one has regretted not taking it. Now, what are we talking about? Do you know? one 367 Remember, I'm dealing with your, your cognitive, rational thinking skills right now. I will provoke you emotionally. I get it. But you and I still have to think our way through the fog of war where we are. We're crawling on the ground. We're trying to make our way through all of the uh, uh, the 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 traversing of the terrain and the mud and the and the mess and the the briars and the thorns and the bushes. We are crawling through in the dark in the midst of a lot of crazy stuff. Not sure who's on our side, who's in front of us, who's in back of us. We're trying to make our way forward. And we have to think really carefully about it, because as our Lord Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthews, he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. For as it was in the days of Noah before the flood, before the judgment, before the outpouring of that which was warned about for at least 100 years, They were walking in the normalcy of eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And they did not know. It was not clear to them until the flood came and took them all away. Now, they were walking in what is called absolute and complete what? So, again, I want to go back to... um, to my proposition. Many have regretted it. Many have regretted taking it, but no one has regretted not taking it. What are we talking about? The thing that has been told to everyone is safe and effective. So are you the kind of person who, when you are told the truth, but you don't like it, you won't believe it until somebody in your role kills over? Or or worse yet, you won't believe it until someone in your lap kills over. Are you that kind of person? If you are, what would we call that kind of person? When you have been told over and over to watch out, check it out, examine it, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. The proposition is not true that it is safe and effective and uh, and you, you, you don't buy it. What do we call that? It's called denial. 
So here's a logic test. This is about things that are very observable and very clear in our society. I'm, see, I really am keeping you all the way back in Genesis 6. You don't know it. The whole of this hour is going to be around the Neo-Genesis 6 contemporary application of where we are today. I was thinking about it, you guys. I was thinking about this for a hundred years, Noah and his family. And I'm sure they had their squabbles. I'm absolutely positive that there was a struggle for him, his three sons, three daughter-in-laws and wife over a hundred year period of them engaging in a ministry that had no social support whatsoever. There was no observable, sociological, scientific, empirical evidence that would substantiate the prophetic claims of Noah. All they had was the fact that a man said that God had spoke to him and that he should prepare his house for the utter devastation of a judgment that was on its way. And in so preparing, prepare enough room that if for the sake of just the logistics of the size of the ark being the size of two football fields, maybe 10,000 people could actually fit inside that uh, ark. And we would say that would be quite logical since we know that arenas can hold 20, 30, 40,000 people. Uh, so when we're talking two football fields, that there is a possibility of 10,000 people. And then if you recall, we're not uh, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 uh, years down the line of human history. We're at the dawn of human history. So there are not that many people on the planet. The ark would have been large enough for plenty of awakened, repented, sorrowful, converted souls who would have come to the knowledge of the truth and would have been aware of the signs and the indicators affirming Noah, the madman, who was building the ark visibly, publicly, constantly, day in and day out, albeit with some trouble, I'm sure, the kind of troubles that you and I are having today that fundamentally are rooted in denial. I mean, you and I can extrapolate that. You know that we could just talk about what people were doing for that whole 100 years in contraindication to what Noah was doing how they laughed and mocked and ridiculed and scorned and maybe even censored and, and blocked and, and shamed and, and uh, contradicted. I mean, anytime you are a prophet of God, that is what is going to occur. We can imagine a lot of things occurring. But here's a logic test before we take a break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to continue to talk about what we are trying to strive to do here, many of us in the Bay Area, and that's live not by lies. We'll unpack that, too. Here's the first question. If the PCR test worked, why then all of the false positives? And if the mask worked, why was a six-foot distance needed? Now, if the six-foot distance worked, why the mask? And if all three, the PCR test actually worked and there were no false positives, if the mask worked, then why the six feet? And if the six feet worked, why the lockdowns? And if all that worked, lockdowns, six feet, masks, PCR tests, as we already know, if that all worked, why the vaccine? And if the vaccines are safe, 
Why no liability? Why are the industries immune from being being uh, sued if there actually is harm to people? And we know there is. You see, this is a question of logic. And the point that I'm trying to make is we must not live by lies. Jesus says, if you are my disciples, you will continue in my word. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We will take a break. We will pay some bills. When we come back, we will press into how to think well and how to determine whether or not we are victims of a viral parasitical propaganda piece that's causing us to lose our minds. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. The time is 521 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. And we're picking up where we left off at exercising right thinking, trying to live not by lies. I was listening to an excellent podcast with Dr. Drew and you can go to drdrew.com. You know, he was a um, a television a uh, uh, talk show host, kind of doctor of psychology, very popular a few years back. And then he was reduced to the Internet, <clears throat> like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, professionals who are uh, men and women of integrity, uh, because your major media outlets, as you know, your legacy media outlets will not allow men and women of truth or integrity to uh, to evaluate, to, again, investigate, to challenge views that don't correspond with your uh, with your uh, national news initiative, as we've talked about, the mainstream narrative. Well, uh, I've been kind of keeping up with Dr. Drew because he's he was historically one of your typical uh, pro-vaxxers, your typical pro-narrative uh, type of doctors, very slow. <clears throat> to disagree with many of our uh, good uh, whistleblowing doctors about everything that's been going on <clears throat> over the last couple, two or three years with this with this medical tyranny thing. Guess what? He is looking at uh, AB 2098, one of the draconian and, again, fascist policies coming out of the uh, Newsom uh, Newsom Assembly uh, in, in Sacramento punishing doctors who give any kind of indication to their to their patients of the recorded factual uh, data driven uh, multi uh, source data driven reality of the harm of the vaccines so as to defer them from the possibility of sickness um, or even death, as we know is the case, AB2098 will threaten doctors with the loss of their license if they should do anything but promote this mRNA uh, jab that has been taking place for the last couple of years. Now, this is what I meant when I stated that we shall not live by lies. We shall not be driven by fear. We shall not adopt uh, the Marxist, socialist, Maoist, uh, policy of just do what the state says because the state says so, because if you don't, you lose your job. That is tantamount to the mark of the beast. You will not be able to buy or sell or do anything by way of living a normal, productive, financially uh, beneficial life if you don't just do what we say. 
Um, well, to do what they say is to live by lies. It was Dr. Paul Alexander who worked for the Trump administration in the health department, along with Dr. Redmond, along with Dr. Burks, uh, along with Dr. Fauci. It was Dr. Alexander who asked Dr. Redmond and Dr. Burks, well, what, what's going on with these policies? Where is the science for a six foot distancing between people that we saw taking place in the kind of regimental military, uh, I would say prison system format during all of COVID and is still in existence today. Dr. Alexander from, uh, from, from, from uh, I think he's Canada, like Quebec, Canada, very, very honest doctor, very bold doctor, very clear doctor, kind of like your host, uh, just telling it like it is once you know what the facts are, unapologetically letting people know the, um, the dangers of what went down for the last two and a half years. He asked your Dr. Fauci, your Dr. Redmond, your Dr. Burks, who worked uh, in, in the Trump administration, where was the science? And here's what they told him point blank. They said there was no science at all to the six foot distancing. They simply made it up. They simply made it up in order to get people to operate out of fear, to do whatever they said do, because we have been, ladies and gentlemen, all around the world, a big social experimentation uh, medically driven social experimentation, um, social science engineering, social psycho science engineering experimentation for the last two and a half years and has worked marvelously for many. Although a lot of us are waking up, a lot of you guys are waking up, we're super glad about it. But the social engineering has had a significant impact in which of which many of us are not only continuing to speak out, but are speaking out louder than ever because we know now some people are waking up to the reality that they have been hoodwinked and bamboozled and lied to and harmed by these lies. Again, live not by lies. So what I'm doing now is I'm reading a book. I'm reading a lot of books, by the way, but I'm reading one book and it's called The Parasitic Mind. When I come back from the break, I'm going to read an excerpt from it. It's called The Parasitic Mind by Gad Sa'ad. It was a great interview that happened a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you know about it. Between the lauded atheist Sam Harris, it wasn't a debate. It was an interview with him and uh, a couple of hosts for, from a, a podcast program called Trigonometry. You need to go online and watch it. It was absolutely stunning. He is a post-celebrated atheist, Sam Harris who um, berated Donald Trump for about 20 minutes when they were asking him what they thought about Sam's view on Donald Trump running again. And this man took 20 minutes with some, employing some of the most grotesque analogies of utter intolerance for the man, uh, uh, Donald Trump, in comparison, and he used the comparison of Donald Trump over against Hunter Biden. Now, many of you guys know that your president, the one that's occupying the White House now, got in by hook and crook. You already know it. Again, stop living by lies. He's not the only one. Okay, granted, we know that, but stop living by lies. 
And all the evidence is in that there is a laptop that was out before Biden got in that if it would have been the central subject of the media, there is no way that that uh, Joseph Biden would have become president. And this is what Sam Harris said. Now, Sam Harris is someone who is noted for rational, logical, disciplined thinking. But here is what he said uh, in, in, in effect. He says, I wouldn't care if Hunter Biden had 100 dead baby corpses in his basement and we could easily prove it. It would be worth covering it up, you know, i.e. the laptop, to make sure Donald Trump did not become president a second time. Now, I watched that interview all the way through and I listened to that quote very clearly. And again, um, I recommended Sam Harris about two or three years ago when I was exposing the fallacy of the um, Black Lives Matter movement and its underlying Marxist, neo-Marxist uh, agenda and its uh, abject rejection of biblical truth. Uh, and, and lots of folks didn't want to hear it, but the, the truth is out now. All of the leaders of that movement just snatched up the money. They all went in four or five different directions, bought their houses, homes, and stashed away millions. And the whole thing is in debacle. So quickly, it's not even funny. The thing is falling apart like a bunch of poor people who don't know how to handle uh, power or money. Um, which the Bible is very clear about that a fool in riches shall soon depart. But if you go back and look up the law at Black Lives Matter uh, group, two things you will note. They are utterly divided among themselves, com uh, uh, committing um, uh, actually committing lawsuits against each other. Um, there is your uh, Midianitish darkness where every man's sword is turning on themselves again. That is a judgment from God. <clears throat> But also, uh, they're nowhere to be found. You don't see them protesting in the street because they don't exist anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, they were a fantasy. They were a fantasy prompted up by powers much greater than them to continue to hoodwink ignorant folks into buying into fabricated crisis like the one we've gone through for the last couple of years. So what you and I are doing on this program, while I'm still able to, is try to learn how to recover our capacity for critical thinking, for rational, objective, biblical, theological uh, thinking and reasoning and assessment and making sure we land on that which is highly plausible, if not the exact God-honest truth. This is how you keep your sanity. But God said, uh, Gad Sa'ad is going to help us understand what it means to be infected by a parasitical virus in the mind and thus lose your capacity for reasoning well. He has stated that he watched, as did I, how Sam Harris engaged in ad hominem, irrational, incoherent, faulty comparisons and crude analogies that bore no resemblance to the facts about Donald Trump. Just a meltdown on the part of Sam Harris. And you guys know it. You know what happens when you run across those folks that are uh, woke folks that are uh, engaged in utter, uh, profound, uh, unimaginable uh, anxiety and, 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 and fear and irrational uh, pushback against Donald Trump like he's some kind of ubiquitous devil. Uh, you've all seen it. You've seen it with your kids coming out of college, the, the absolute uh, ir irrational, illogical, 
a hyper emotional expression to something you said to them that they would want to just simply call as racist. That's feminist. That's this. That's that. They got taught that in the colleges they were in. And they are parasitically minded men and women who have a virus that can be clearly explicated in terms of uh, social contagion, uh, propagandize. And, uh, and, and uh, now we know uh, mentally uh, impacted by um, by lies that are affecting them at the deepest levels of their identity, their emotions, their their reasoning, their ability to work, their ability not to work. They're, they are uh, struggling big times. And this is why we must never live by lies. We will have to deal with lies. We will be confronted with lies. We will even generate lies. We cannot live by lies. So I'm going to share some of the excerpts from the book, and then uh, we'll continue with our program on this Monday edition of Lifeline. By the way, the number is one 367 367 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Today we are the time 537 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Three lines open. one 367 What we are doing today is challenging the way you think. Because it is evident that over the last several years, there has been a major divide among the American people. And this is true around the world. By design, this is called social engineering. Politics is one major component of that. Um, The educational system uh, captivated by um, larger ideological agendas is another component of that. Um, uh, Movies and entertainment in terms of what we call uh, uh, predictable programming uh, is another component where they show you what they are planning on you becoming. And years later, the movie uh, goes from being written and fantasized and projected on the screen to being acted out in our lives, such as the movie Contagion many years ago, um, has explicitly laid out what you and I are seeing by way of behavior, conduct, policies, and protocol today. That's not an accident. Uh, uh, Predictive programming is within the parameters of uh, collaborations, if you will, conspiracies, agendas on the part of powers to be able to move the nations because human beings are very much pliable creatures when they are not rooted and grounded in truth. They are easy to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We know this. The scientists know this. The FBI knows this. The CIA knows this. Your government knows this. Your medical doctors know this as well. And when enough of the higher um, uh, powers uh, come together with the objective of utilizing technology and media to mass affect society, it sees remarkable outcomes. Again, uh, Edward Bernay, the uh, father of propaganda in relationship to Darwin, in relationship to fraud, in relationship to Marx, and all of these guys who spent a lot of time 
manipulating men and women by lies, they see the marvelous effects of propaganda on people. This is what Marxism is all about. This is what your uh, communist agenda, uh, not so much as in the days of Marx with economics, but definitely the uh, social engineering, definitely the uh, uh, neocultural engineering that has been going on for the last hundred years and definitely today, men and women do not think well. They certainly do uh, live by lies. But listen to Gad Sa'ad as he explains the parasitic mind. <clears throat> the central focus of his book is to explore another set of pathogens, this is medical terminology, that are potentially as dangerous to the human condition, parasitic pathogens of the human mind. These are composed of thought patterns, thought patterns, belief systems, attitudes, and mindsets that parasitize, parasitize one's ability to think properly and accurately. Once these mind viruses take hold of one's thoughts or thinking uh, a memory circuitry, that's what it's saying. The afflicted victim loses the ability to use reason. Once these mind viruses take hold of one's neuronal, uh, neuronal circuitry, the afflicted victim loses the ability to use reason. Now, you guys have all seen this. Logic and science to navigate the world. Instead, one sinks into an abyss of infinite lunacy best defined by a dogged and proud departure from reality, from common sense, and from truth. Big debate about that today. While parasites can target and reside in different body parts, the neuroparasitology ideals with the class of cerebral parasites that manipulate their hosts in the area of behavior is operating in different kinds of ways. The animal kingdom is replete with examples of biological pathogens, watch this now, that once they infect an organism's brain, it yields some rather macabre outcomes, including a host of reproductive death, if not actual death, uh, committing suicide in the service of the parasite. Take, for example, and I want you to look at this metaphor because we are dangerously coming up on Romans 1, 24 through 28. The wasp, which engages, this is a particular kind of wasp, the spider wasp, which is engage, which engages in a truly morbid behavior. It stings a much larger spider, rendering it in a zombie-like state at which point the wasp drags it into a burrow, like a grave, and lays its eggs on it. The offspring eventually devour the hapless spider in vivo, that is, eat it alive. It's a parasite that infects the brain of the ungulates. This happens in moose, this happens in deer, this happens in elk, causing afflicted animals to at times engage in circular behavior Going around in small circles endlessly. Have you ever seen that happening? You wonder what's going on. It's the brain. This robotic behavior will continue even as a looming predator approaches the ill-fated animal. A third example of a brain parasite, he uses long Latin terms, I'm not going to use them now, uh, is adaptive fear for cats. I'm sorry, which when it infects mice in their brains, it causes it to lose its otherwise adaptive fears 
for cats. Now, some of you who have studied biology, you know this is true. These parasites of the brain will impact you very much like uh, Alzheimer's and dementia and other assaults on the brain, parasitical assaults on the brain that will change your behavior. It will change your conduct. It will change your attitude. It will change your emotional makeup. You know this. And what, what Saad is saying, what Gad is saying is we have been infiltrated by a contagion of propaganda because we have not had the helmet of salvation on to pre- protect us from lies. As Paul said, put on the helmet of salvation so that the lies of the wicked one, the darts of the wicked one, the arrows of the wicked one won't penetrate into your brain and take you over with lies and deception as it does lots of people. And what God, what Saad is saying is the expressions and manifestations that you see in the lives of many, many people, and I'm going to talk more about that when we come from the break, in the area of uh, woke ideology, in the area of uh, critical race theory, in the area of, of gender theories, this whole thing around uh, people uh, wanting to argue and debate that we are not biologically male and female wanting to even attack your children and take them and give them freedom from the parents. This is Newsom's uh, policies that he's almost ready to sign. And he will sign them, taking away parents' rights when the children are in public schools relative to the children uh, um, uh, having the freedom at some of the youngest ages to determine whether they're going to take abortion, uh, take uh, birth control pills have an abortion, or even having sex changes. Um, the Certainly they are being groomed, and we're going to have a conversation uh, with, with one of our, our friends here in a moment uh, in the second hour around this, this uh, transgender grooming that's taking place in your public schools. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gotham City. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Riddler. This is the Joker. This is the Penguin. This is the... A growing cadre of uh, insanity and personality types that you and I would understand in the context of a movie might be funny, might be fearful, but in the context of reality, it is woefully, woefully, not only wrong, but alarmingly dangerous for us to have people who are in positions of control and authority to be able to shape society along the lines of this kind of Gotham City madhouse that's starting to occur everywhere. Now, what is the problem? Because they did not like to retain the knowledge of God in their mind, God gave them over to a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. He gave them over to a strong delusion that they should not believe the truth. This is what's happening in your culture. It's in the church, out of the church, it's everywhere. This is a this is a human problem. And this is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I gotta take another break. Two lines open, one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Two lines open, one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Your host, Jesse Gistan. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 551 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Um, let's go to line number one and uh, have a conversation with Carolyn in Oakland. Line number one, Carolyn, are you there? Yes, I am. Pastor How are you, Jesse? Carolyn? Uh, I have a question. Sure. I think I heard you say that Facebook has censored you from their platform. 
Is um, there anything that we can do to protest that? Write letters or send emails or something like that? Carolyn, I have no idea what we can do. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I don't really deal with all of that kind of stuff. We have tech people that do. I'm just the voice crying in the wilderness. I don't know what we can do, but there are tens of thousands of um, more, more prominent people than me that have been uh, canceled from Facebook and Twitter and all those sorts of things. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what we can do. I'm not, I'm sorry, sis, that I'm not the one that can, can help you with that. I wish, I wish I knew, but I'm not even really, I'm not even really concerned. I don't know. That's, it's not the only platform on the planet, by the way, Facebook is not the ubiquitous Oracle of God. It is a, it's a platform, but I don't I don't care about it that much. I do want the truth to get out. And there are a lot of other places where that is happening, different new platforms that are out there. And maybe we will get on one of them in the near future. But I don't I don't particularly care. And I certainly don't know. But I really do appreciate your concern about it. Um, but I'm sorry, I, I can't actually give you any advice as to what we can do. Protesting, though. We got to keep protesting all kinds of evil, all kinds of wrong, all kinds of uh, uh, unconstitutional measures being employed by our um, captivate, captivated government because we are in the midst of a revolution. There's no doubt about it. This revolution has been in existence for a long time, and we are definitely on the brink of losing certain substantial freedoms uh, right before our eyes because of passivity, weakness, fear, and all kinds of stuff. So um, just kind of stay attuned uh, and maybe we will discover what we can do to um, to get the message out in lieu of the Facebook situation. Um, so that's the best I can say, sis. I'll give you the last word. Oh, okay, my sister's gone, Carolyn, and Oakland is gone. Let me let me read this portion before we close out the segment. I was just sharing with you the parasitic mind from uh, from Gad Saad, and we were looking at some of the examples in the animal world, like the Gordian worm, which get which which gets its host, that is the cricket. The Gordian worm gets inside the cricket, and uh, after he does what he wants to do, he causes the cricket to jump into water, which a cricket would usually avoid because what do they do? They drown so that the parasite can leave its host body and look for a mate. Now, I see what Gad is saying. Do you see what he's saying? That parasitic thinking, the taking over of your mind by some other ideology, some other entity. Biblically, we would talk about this being spiritual hosts, spiritual invasions, demons, and, and, and things of that nature. I was thinking last week, you guys, about the 2000 swine that Jesus permitted the devils to go into in the gospel of Mark and Luke, as you, got, as you guys recall coming up out of the man who said that he was possessed by the legion and they spake in the first person plural, we are legion. That means many. And I thought about them going over into the swine there. There has been for hundreds of years, all kinds of interpretations of that text relative to the swine being the Gentiles or the swine being unclean uh, people, the swine being this, that, and the other thing. Be that as it may, imagine what happens when human beings are controlled by demons 
who like parasitic viruses are able to get into your mind and cause you to act in certain kinds of ways uh, and, and, and therefore um, cause you to actually um, maybe even become fearful, anxious, and even want to take your life. We understand and believe in these parallel worlds in the Christian community. It is to be prayed for and to be dealt with very seriously. We are seeing absolute escalation in the area of um, of, uh, of of suicide, of anxiety, depression, of drug use, of all kinds of things that would be on a par with the mind being taken over under the pressure of these what I call um, con- computer-generated pathogens. And I also call these contrived crises that we have been uh, made to be subjected to. And until men and women stand up, like the good Dr. Alexander asking Fauci and asking Redmond and asking Kurt, where in the world do you get these illogical, absurd policies of a six-foot distance as if a virus knows how to stop just short of six feet and not infect somebody. And Fauci and Redmond and Kirk said, we made it up. You can hear it for yourself on the Dr. Drew Show with Dr. Alexander. DrDrew.com, Dr. Alexander, Dr. Drew, all talking with Dr. Victory. They're all epidemiologists. They're all doctors. They're, They're not quacks. They're not kooks. They are canceled, just as yours truly is, from the uh, Facebook and Twitter platforms. But as I stated, lots of very, very good voices are are, um, canceled these days, which puts me in good company. I thank God. Your company will tell you who you are. There's no doubt about it. There is certainly no doubt about it. But we also know, as I stated on Sunday, uh, you cannot permanently and totally and absolutely shut down the truth. It will emerge again eventually. And as I was stating, because I got three minutes to go before the end of this break, we'll pick those of you those of you who are online up on the other side of the break. As I was stating, you can imagine that Noah had to endure and persevere for a hundred years all of these different tactics, both inside and outside, both from family members as well as from neighbors, from friends and from foes. Well, here is what Dr. Gad said about the parasitic mind. Some of the parasitic viruses of the human mind that I tackle include, listen to this, because we teach it at Grace, the evils of postmodernism. Some of the parasitic viruses of the human mind that I tackle, Gad says, is the evils of postmodernism, radical feminism, Social constructivism. Pastor, what's that? That's exactly what's going on in your world today, where if you were to reflect upon what life was like 10 years ago compared to what life is now, that's called social constructivism, all of which largely flourish within one infected ecosystem. Here's what he says. This all came out of the universities. Now, we know this is true. While each mind virus constitutes a different strain of lunacy, they are all bound by the full rejection of reality and common sense. Postmodernism rejects the existence of objective truth. That's why your babies are being told that they can defy mommy and daddy and have their penises cut off and their breasts cut off if they want to, because there's no such thing as a biological male or female. Therefore, you can be what you want to. 
That is a parasitic virus in the mind of the teachers who are actually neo-cultural Marxists, who are postmodernists, who think that they can frame society by the power narrative and control of authority over the lives of human beings. Can you imagine that? They are literally recreating human beings over in the image that they want them to be. Now, in that they are engaging in a act of recreation, what are they playing? They are playing God. And many of you are putting up with it. You're laughing at it. See, this I remember warning our church about this many years ago. Uh, Tyler Perry running around in a big old dress pretending to be a woman. Made lots of money. Lots of black people watched it. Lots of black people watched. This is what we call predictive programming. We watched a fantasy. We watched a lie. What you didn't know is it was an ideology under that lie. What you didn't know is that under the ideology was a demonic force pushing the ideology to create a transformation in the society. And now look at all of the men pretending to be women today. See it? See it? And always coupled with the entertainment is perversity of every kind that you would never tolerate in the context of a real scenario, a real case scenario, but you'll watch it on television. Ladies and gentlemen, that's called idolatry. Entertaining people to hell. This is why John Bunyan said, be careful of vanity fair. It'll take your faith away. Well, this is the social constructivism that you and I are looking at today. And I'm here to tell you, you are watching your nation transform, conform, converged, socially reconstructed right before your eyes. And they're going after the children now. I'm going to be talking with our sister about that here in a moment. And there's going to be a protest this Wednesday. And we want to talk a bit about it because they came for the communists. <clears throat> I didn't do anything. Then they came for the Buddhists, didn't do anything. Then came for the Hindus, didn't do anything because I wasn't a Buddhist, Hindu, or a communist. Then they came for me, and when they came for me, no one was around to warn me or to tell me. And that's what hyper-passivity, the paralysis of conviction, the paralysis that comes with fear and indifference, anxiety, instead of the boldness that comes with faith and love and commitment to righteousness that's willing to lay down its life for the truth. This is a big difference between a vital Christianity that stands up for righteousness uh, historically than what you and I are dealing with today. This is why your church is being so quiet. Uh, silence is consent. Um, the preachers ought to be preaching and telling the truth about these things. And the members ought to be living lives of righteousness in the market of, uh, of life, addressing these matters. But we won't because we have been put to sleep many, many decades ago. Put on the reservation of religion. Keep that stuff in house. Don't talk about it once you leave the doors of the church. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open. one 367 We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.